0: The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss U.S. debt, Musk's U-turn, and Brazil. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. The U.S. Treasury reported that U.S. debt topped 31 trillion dollars for the first time ever how did we get here who do we owe and how does it concern you annually u.s debt measured in dollars has almost always gone up because the government spends more money than it brings in through taxes as the u.s economy has expanded Contracted and expanded again and again over time, the debt to gross domestic product ratio has also fluctuated. Debt to GDP gives insight into how much debt we owe relative to how much our economy produces. Recently, tax cuts, defense budget growth, and additional government spending have all caused the national debt-to-GDP ratio to rise to record levels. Debt now stands at 123% of gross domestic product, levels not seen since 1946, when the U.S. racked up a sizable debt to win World War II. Debt holders fall into two categories, public and intergovernmental. The public holds about $24 trillion of the national debt. This includes individuals, corporations, federal reserve banks, state and local governments, and foreign governments. The remaining $7 trillion of national debt is intergovernmental debt and is owned by other federal agencies. The biggest portion of public debt, $12.2 trillion, is owned by the Fed and U.S. government. The public debt owned by foreign governments, totaling about $7 trillion, is 17% owned by Japan, 14% by China, and 9% by the United Kingdom. Per person, more than $93,000 is owed, according to the Peter G. Peterson Foundation. The dramatic rise in interest rates this year increases borrowing costs on U.S. debt, Servicing U.S. debt now costs more than $965 million every day. The Peterson Foundation estimates that costs will triple over the next decade, making debt servicing the fastest-growing expense in the federal budget. The U.S. cannot afford to default or miss a payment on its debt without major economic consequences. Reducing annual deficits by either lowering spending or increasing economic growth would be needed to cut costs and increase revenues. What are the chances for either? The Committee for Responsible Federal Budget estimates that $4.8 trillion will be added to the deficit by 2031. If that is true, then over the long term, Growing the economy is the only hope. In a dramatic U-turn, Elon Musk said that he wanted to return to his original agreement to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. In return, the Tesla CEO said he wants Twitter to end all existing litigation in order to close the deal. In a Delaware court filing, Musk said that Twitter should drop their upcoming court date scheduled for October 17th, so that the necessary financing can be pulled together to conclude the acquisition by October 28th. Recall that Twitter sued Musk in July to force the world's richest person to commit to his purchase agreement, which was signed back in April. Musk had appeared ready to take the case to court, Thursday's announcement by Musk appears to admit that he would rather purchase the company than lose an embarrassing and costly court battle that would force him to buy Twitter anyway. Twitter has not commented on whether it would end its current litigation against Musk. The burning question now is how will Musk pay for the deal? Morgan Stanley and Bank of America were among the banks that originally agreed to provide $12.5 billion in debt for Musk. However, Tesla stock is now down more than 30% since the beginning of April, reducing the value of shares that could be pledged as collateral. Musk's attorney said that, quote, By far the most likely possibility is that the debt is funded in which case the deal will close on or around October 28th, end quote. Although how exactly the debt would be funded was not explained. Twitter stock is hovering around $49 a share and not the $54.20 buyout price, suggesting there is still a little doubt that the deal gets done. Brazil, the home of carnival, sunny beaches, soccer, and red hot stocks. Brazilian stocks have outperformed global peers this year, with Brazil's Ibo Vespa index up 13% in dollar terms this year, compared with a 22% drop in the S&P 500. Despite the booming stock market, Company valuations still look historically attractive, according to many South American analysts. Some positive areas of Brazil's economy include home builders, as efforts to shore up Brazil's low income housing segment are expected to continue. Another boost to the sector could come from an unexpected end to Brazil's rate tightening cycle. Unlike other central banks that continue to raise interest rates, Brazil's central bank left its benchmark rate unchanged at its September meeting. Veteran emerging market investor Mark Mobius said, quote, Probably there'll be a step up in consumer spending. Quote. If true, mall operators, and discount retailers could potentially benefit from higher consumer expenditures. Of course, with a super-strong U.S. dollar providing a headwind to many international investments, note that the world's second-largest iron ore producer and pulp maker, which are both Brazilian, earn a considerable part of their revenue in U.S. dollars. Investment in Brazil can be sought a few different ways. For example, in the Vanguard Emerging Market Index Fund, or VWO, which invests about 6% of its portfolio in Brazil. Now, be warned, potentially derailing the continued gains in the Brazilian stock market is political uncertainty. The race for the presidency between challenger Luis Lula da Silva from the Workers' Party and incumbent Jair Bolsonaro had the first round of voting Sunday, with neither candidate earning the 50% of the vote needed to avoid a runoff. Both candidates have very different views on several issues, ranging from the privatization of state-controlled companies to the focus on a transition to more sustainable energy sources. The runoff vote to decide the next president is due to be held on October 30th. Join us next week as we discuss the October effect, which suggests that the stock market performs worse this month than in other months. The real deal or nonsense? Join us next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.